All right. <laughs> hey, we're doing it again. At least we didn't make it that far in before I realized oh, we were recording. Man. man. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Thingy Comedy Network. Good. This is an American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to a man. Named Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. It's going to be about me. Oh, great. This one is about... A young boy raised in Marin. That County will be how it ends. Who turned into a psychopath. Yep, that's fair. Started eating his podcast co-host okay, no. with a spoon one no. day. And that day, ladies and gentlemen, was June 24th, 2023, at exactly 426 Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Spoon? Yes, we're going in soft. That's bad. Like a a lot of people boiled, have like been... Re- soft-boiled egg. A lot of people have People who requested it on the Patreon that... Um, actually, it's one hey, guy. Hey, what's the eating tier? It's one guy. He's in Germany, but he requested that I we eat you. We were wondering if you could start to eat him. What is that <laughs> well, tier? Uh, that's a that's actually a $7 tier. Oh, fuck, fucking beautiful. Let's do this. Yeah. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> of now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action partner. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. <laughs> Rhoda in the court. Uh, Dave, we are going on tour soon, too. Uh, we will be uh, at the end of July, San Jose, July 26th, San Francisco, July 28th, Sacramento, July 30th, Boise, August 1st, Salt Lake City, August 3rd, Boulder, August 5th, Denver, August 6th, Vegas, August 9th, Phoenix, August 10th, San Diego, August 12th, and then this fall, Chicago, October 11th, Milwaukee, October, sorry, Chicago, October 10th, Milwaukee, October 11th, Madison, October 12th, St. Paul, October 14th, and we will be in Bloomington, Indiana, um, one of these days. I think it's Milwaukee. Is it, when are we in Bloomington? Is it before those? Yeah, it's the 7th of October. Okay, 7th of October, we will Tickets be there. Tickets not on sale yet, though. It's the whole thing with the podcast festival, and they're not going to let us uh, have people masked or vaccinated. So, But uh, you can't wear costumes. People are Im- immune compromised. I'm sorry, you have to stay home again because... Or risk your life for what some are calling the greatest show. Greatest show of all time. Of all time. Um, time. I will be uh, on tour before that, uh, July 9th through July 22nd, uh, with a shitload of dates up the East Coast, going all the way from Alabama to Vermont. Um, You can go to GarethReynolds.com for those tickets and that information. And uh, I'm also trying out a new podcast with my buddy Jake Johnson, which is called Here to Help, which is basically like a call and advice show. And so if you have any problems, and again, this is not about my cat or anything like that, but if you have problems you'd like help with, email help at gmail.com and uh, maybe we'll have you call in and try to not help. On Gare's tour, uh, I'll be tied to the undercarriage. No. Absolutely not. Stalking him at night. No. Doing terrible things. No. God, gas leak again? What's it's, going on? It's called having a podcast partner. No. No, you will you will not be joining me. Luke will be there. 
I will be in the, um, strapped in the other carriage with my belt. No, Luke Simmons will be opening. Luke Simmons will be featuring in Vermont. We're all featuring in Vermont. Okay. Gareth, we are brought to you in part by Mind Bloom. Look, there is no quick and easy fix for anxiety, for depression. You can't just go and find a new therapist and bang. You can't start an exercise routine and all of a sudden you're good. Meditation, more, right. you know, different, better diet. It's not, there's no quick fix. But sometimes you need to, like, find something to unlock your brain a little bit. Uh, like have a new way of thinking and seeing the world. And maybe what we're saying is that thing is guided ketamine therapy from Mindbloom. Yes. Uh, there's, uh, it's the leader. Mindbloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, having safely helped just thousands of people overcome their anxiety and their depression. And it's not like uh, traditional talk therapy. Ketamine uh, works very quickly. It doesn't have the unpleasant side effects you might get from uh, antidepressants. Yep. And in a study of over 1,200 Mind Bloom clients, 89% reported improvements in their Which anxiety Dave, and depression. Which, Dave, I'll again say is a shocking percentage um, I, I wonder if there's any... Well, I won't get into it, but I would think that that is probably on the higher end of any um, pharmaceutical cure, I would guess. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Um, yeah, and I told you my buddy has been doing this. Well, let's say his full name. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves it. Loves it. Uh, yeah, and I know somebody did it too and was like, yeah, no, it was full very, name. very helpful. Uh, Frank Jenkins. Hey, Frankins. He's not real. Um, he's real, but the name isn't. Sure. I can't believe you even asked that. But you, Ma, right now, right Mind Bloom is said to me. offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program. When you sign up at mindbloom.com slash dollop and use promo code dollop, take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with Mind Bloom. Mindbloom.com slash dollop and use promo code dollop. It's gotten your camera a little bit. We're in Dave's uh, little office zone today. I call it the wet room. This is where COVID started. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Dave started COVID. Uh, I have pangolins. <laughs> By the way, it's so unfair how pangolin ownership has just took the hit. Just taken such a dive. It really has. I can't sell them. Ah, uh, my whole business. Which is that, why you're eating them. My yeah. Now I'm eating them out. But my whole business was breeding and selling pangolins. Yeah. And man, it was taken off. Yeah. All the celebrities are into it. Yeah, man. Such a bummer. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence has like four. Yeah, no, she's big into the Peng yeah. community. February 1888. Year of our Lord. J-Town. We should mention that there is a strong possibility, uh, and I've fought this idea, but there's a strong possibility that there will be J-Town merch available at the shows. From now on. Well, it just makes sense because the kids, the kids absolutely love J. Our fans are not kids, so everybody's following what the kids are doing. The kids set the trends. I just would it be fair to say you might be J. Town's op? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. That is fair. All right, man. Yeah. Well, next week I'm going longboarding with him. Isabel Patterson was born in Arkansas or Michigan. I don't know. Could be either. Seems like you're over her life. She would say both places at various times. It's very helpful to. That's some good uh, insight into the character we're dealing with. No, maybe she just didn't remember. Still helpful insight to someone who's like, I don't know. It wasn't. 
It they were it was either in a state that was far away from one another. She may have just they're easy to confuse. People confuse Michigan and Arkansas. No, I often think I'm from Wisconsin or Maine. Yeah. So you get it. I just completely get it. James and Amelia were her parents. Uh, when she was a child, they moved to St. Louis. The family was very well off. Or San Francisco. <laughs> no. I'm creating uh, a uh, foundation for uh, fertile comedy. We don't want that. Okay. Uh, she grew up comfortable. They were they were doing fine. Uh, okay. She was also, when she became a teenager. J-Town? She super, like, she super, J-Town? super hot. Okay. She wanted to be an actress. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about you calling a teenager super hot. Well, that's back then, a teenager. They'd I like know, but you're doing off. it now. And, and for anyone who's listening... We should be trying to cancel Dave as often as possible. Okay, that's not good for a podcast. Uh, she wanted to be an actress. Okay. She's very charming. She had uh, big, dark eyes. So, so far, this is very similar to my story. Arthur Dick Creck, quote, an almost cherubic countenance. She had a bountiful bosom and narrow waist Me. of the type popular with turn-of-the-century women and their admirers. Okay, so this is a grown man? Yes? Oh, yeah. She had beautiful bosoms and a small waist. Mm. Yeah. At 20, she married a traveling shoe salesman. Nice. That's what happens to the hot ones. Nice. Traveling shoe. You're not going to get these anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, they're down the street. These nope. shoes move. This travel was a bad idea. Oh, they're going to Jamaica right now. Oh, boy. Uh, his name was John Folk. But John was a drinker and abusive, verbally and physically. Hmm. Uh, she was used to the St. Louis social uh, so- so- socialite party life, you know, the, the, the fancy. St. Louis social society. Yeah, it was hard to say. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, you know, so being the wife of an abusive salesman was not what she was used to. Right. Uh, so he was often gone, though. And, and uh, in 1906, they split up and she moves back to St. Louis. OK, she's done. Now, she moves into the Jefferson Hotel. Sure. Which is the heart of the social scene in St. Louis. OK. Uh, it's the first hotel with air conditioning in the city. Oh, God. Mall I was over. just saying that to. I think we were saying that to Tom Cardi last week. Like, this country is a nightmare, but we have air conditioned everything. Yeah, it's the only thing we've done well. We've really that is what we've got going for us. Yeah, you, we have access to places that feel like meat lockers. Yeah. Uh, so the Gold Room would cram in like a thousand people. That's a for club. Their part. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was the big room in the place for dancing and carrying on. Sure. Limo after limo, dropping people off uh, for drinking and dancing. It really, it really didn't start taking off till midnight every night. Like it was one Ugh, of those. What drinks. a nightmare! Yeah, it's great. It's what you want. That is a nightmare. Now, Isabel was nicknamed the Butterfly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because she enjoyed attention and was always frolicking around. Okay. May I? Go ahead. Not what butterflies are known for. You don't know that. That's peacocks. They were very different in the late 1800s. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Isabel and uh, the wife of another rich guy would just drive around in that wife's car, which uh, was, uh, quote, perhaps the finest then in St. Louis. And they, you know, they just cruise around like that's this is the life. What are they, are they dick hunting? I don't know if they're dick hunting, but maybe they're just, uh, you know, hooting and hollering at the fellas. Sounds like a dick hunt. Mm. Isabel was described as, quote, chic, haughty, graceful, and above all else, shatteringly pretty. Okay. 
So she's divorced. She's mm-hmm. living in a hotel. Mm-hmm. She's got a BFF. Mm-hmm. She's cruising around dick hunting. She still wants to be an actress? She's in a party hotel. Yeah, she still wants to be an actress. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the rich guy, Sylvester Lewis Von Fool. Don't even get me started. What? <laughs> so, so, this, there's some... I like to create things out of mm-hmm. uh, uh, these words that mm-hmm. you spew. I, this to me is low hanging fruit. What is his name? Sylvester Lewis Von Fool. Yeah, I'm just not even gonna bother. <laughs> because obviously this guy has a lisp and he's foolish. No, he's not at that actually at all. Uh, the way that I see him, he is really stupid. <laughs> okay, is that uh, what you want? No. Hey, honey, uh, have you seen my finger? I think I got it caught in my zipper again. <laughs> that's not him. Yeah, but that is what well, I'm just telling you. That's <laughs> if you want me to jump in, that's what you're gonna get. Okay. Um, I don't know why these eggs aren't cooked. I put them right on my bottom. Honey, oh, hello. That seems really Hmm. awful. Why would you do that? We're on a toilet paper, so I use the house plant. No. Uh, Okay. You're such a fun fool. Uh, Everybody called him Tony. Hmm, Okay. Uh, He's from a very rich family. Uh, He's very self-confident. He really enjoyed adventure. He was an adventure man. (laughs) Like me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're nuts. You're wild. Yeah. He raced horses and cars. He was a balloonist. At the, wait, he was he racing cars with horses? No, he oh, raced them separately. Separate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, I don't know why these cars are going so much faster than my horsey booth. He was also a very, very big ladies' man. Occasionally, okay. uh, the married ones. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. He was a. Ex- he had a taste for forbidden fruit. <laughs> He has his. Uh, he was an ex high school uh, star athlete. Okay. Uh, he worked as a broker after high school, but then hated office life. So he moved to Oklahoma and became a cowboy. It's kind of cool that there was a time where, if you like, we're like, this office isn't for me. I'm just gonna go to the prairie. I guess I'm gonna go uh, rope some yeah. instead cattle. You're like, how are you get health care? Hey, oh right, health care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You mean that guy who puts beetles on me? That's the... What year are we? 1612? (laughs) We're in the 1890s. Um, When he came back to St. Louis, he had success as a jockey. How what? How big is he? They didn't. They didn't go by small back then. It was just like who knew the horse or whatever. What? Like it wasn't like small guy yet. It wasn't. So then there was just one, at one point there was some guy who was just like you know what? Yeah, these little fellas are pretty aerodynamic. And then yeah. someone's like, Have you noticed that Charlie is just? He's just, why is his whole crew like a bunch of little guys? <laughs> I don't know. He keeps winning though. Yeah, and then you just have like big fat guys like, Well, I don't know, but I'll tell you, this horse just won't give. <laughs> this is a slow pony for some reason. Yeah. And then, well, I think it was just rich guys at first. We're gonna have to let you go, bub. What? Why? What? what? You're just—you're enormous. It's bad for the horse. What? Charlie had a great idea. He's been putting little fellas. I mean, some of these are the size of children. Well, where am I gonna get my ham and ice cream money? Yeah, it's kind of look a big problem with your whole look. I'll be honest. I'm shocked to hear that that's really where most of the money is going. I heard rumors. But you're just enormous. It's 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 slowing the horse down. We think this horse is a winner. Well, I kept saying Sunday, Sunday, Sunday because I was. Yeah, I didn't think you were spelling it A-E. He's eating Sundays. Yeah, it's just. Look, that's how I stay in shape for the ponies. I'm your replacement, mister. You goddamn little tiny freak. Do, 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 do. 
I don't do, like do, you at do, all. Do, 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 I don't like his song. I'm a little guy <laughs> and a jockey I'll be. Your song is really on the nose. Uh-uh. <laughs> on the horses I will ride and then you'll see. Do, 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 do. I'm going to pick up and throw you. Oh, no. So uh, a St. Louis Republican profile on him read, quote, he seems to know not what nerves are. What is what it is to chill, neither does he become enthusiastic. He would have made a champion prize fighter. Okay, so he's very emotionally either dead or balanced. I think ba- I think he's just a cool guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh he had a he now he does have a temper though. Okay. So that's very uh that's not different. chill. Yes. He's not a, he, he's a very good fighter also. He enjoys fighting. All right. He fights a lot. Sure. Uh, he especially had a temper when he was drinking. That's everybody. Come on. Yeah. One night, a robber pointed two guns at him, and Von Fool took them away, beat the crap out of the robber, and dragged him to the police station. Great. Yep. I, but drunk or not, I like that move. But he didn't just fight criminals. He had a famous fight with a cop in which he had three teeth shot out. Shot out? Yeah. What? That's what the... That's what the Art, every book I read. Like a carnival game? Really? Shot out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, they didn't. I Is kept that guy, looking. He was trying to be killed. Or someone put the gun in and was like, hold on, stand still. <laughs> I assume it went this way, like sideways. Wow, okay. So someone like corn on the cob him with a bullet. Yeah, I think okay. so. Uh, so he, uh, he did carry a, he was a bit of a bully also. He did carry a gun, okay. uh, Von Fool. Rumor was he and Isabel's connection went all the way back to their high school days. So they knew each other. Okay. And now they're both in the same social scene in St. Louis. Okay. Now they're going to get together. So there's something between them. There's There's a little something happening. Someone's about to make a little uh, pork pie. (laughs) Uh, But very soon after Isabel separated from Frock, Uh she met a Denver businessman named John Springer, who was passing through St. Louis. Okay. He's heading to Kentucky to buy a horse. Sure. This time is amazing. This time is just, okay. Yeah, very well-respected rich guy. Uh Uh-huh. Springer had had gotten married himself in 1891. He was already wealthy when he got married. He married into a richer family, increased his fortune through connections. He bought ranches and soon was a huge landowner in Colorado. And one of the biggest cattle and horse growers in the U.S. You just got to water this bush and horses will grow right out of it. Come right out like, but I guess like, like a cow coming out of the ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Strange area we've got here. Pluck it. (laughs) Um, Okay. So very rich. Very rich. Uh, In 1901, he built a stone mansion on his ranch. It had a bright orange. A ranchin. A ranchin. He had a bright orange pennant with a big white S on it. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, he helped establish a bank. He was very good looking, even though he had, quote, oversized ears. Yeah. I, big ears doesn't bother me. Eh, it's not great. It's uh, not great. Doesn't bother me. Uh, he ran for mayor in 1904, but lost. Okay. It was, it was a very corrupt and fraudulent election. He probably won, but they stuffed the ballot and, sure. and all that. Five days later, after the, he lost, his wife died of TB. Wow. Okay. It's tough. Uh, a few powerful men in the Republican Party wanted him to be on the, the vice president on the uh, Republican ticket with Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. And that 
you, you that's when you did have running mates? Yes, I must guess, be. Yeah, it must be, because then... Yeah, they had running mates at this okay, point. Yeah. Right. Um, that didn't happen, though. And then he kind of started to fall off a little bit, and people started to know that he was... He's a little into himself. Sure. Uh, the Leadville Courier wrote, quote, Few people seem to take John W. Springer seriously. There's nothing serious about a joke. So you can see things. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm guessing if the paper's writing about him, this guy's going to be important. He's a, Yeah. Okay. Or are they just writing about him because he's rich? He's, they're writing because he's rich. Because okay, he's, okay. right. he's already important there okay. in that town. Uh, so then he meets Isabel, and they hit it off instantly. Okay. Her divorce wasn't even final yet, but she goes with Springer to Denver that summer. What was the deal with divorce then? It was still extremely frowned upon, but it was possible? It was possible. It was hard, okay. but it was possible, right. yeah. Uh, so he takes her out to Denver. He shows her off. Uh, he's driving around town. His Check it out. She's mine. Hot broad with me. I banged her tees. <laughs> Uh, he took her out of town in his cherry red coach pulled by four horses, which causes quite a stir with the other rich people in, in Denver. That he has a four-horse carriage? No, or that, that he has a, a hot young lady. Right. Yeah. Now, he's still married? No, his wife no, died. No, she right. died. His wife died. He, right. He's a uh, widow. He's 47. He's handling it okay, though. He's 47. She's 27. Man. Um, in December, Isabel went to court to make her divorce final. Sure. Uh, her husband didn't contest it, so uh, she got it. And then four months later, she marries Springer. Wow. Uh, they got married at the Jefferson Hotel, and then immediately they went straight to Denver, uh, where they would live. Okay. Town's very impressed with the hot, Denver the hot, is. The hot new lady. Yeah. Sure. The Post quote, We always thought John W. was pretty fair looking, but his wife is a stunning beauty, and it is safe to prophesy that the Springer home is going to be a social center. Just so so thirsty, this paper. <laughs> it's just like pathetic, you know what I mean? <laughs> Boy, we'd love to be a fly on the wall when they're next to each other. <laughs> Ooh la la. I'm just an ugly man married to an ugly broad, but these two, wow, he is pretty good looking, but she's a smoke show. There's no doubt everybody's going to want to be inside their house for supper. This reporter would like to watch them make sweet love. As a matter of fact, he has, and he was caught the other night when he was looking through the window. He came to the window and smacked me across the face with a gun, but boy, was it worth it, because when he opened that window, I got a smell of that sweet, sweet sex that was going on, and boy, was it hot. Woo-wee. This reporter got all the used condoms. This reporter actually found out his wife is leaving him based on what he last said. <laughs> That's right. She didn't like it. And she didn't like that I started chewing them like bubble gum and blowing bubbles. This reporter's been picking pubic hair off of the toilet. This reporter has a problem. This is a cry for help from this reporter. This reporter is filthy in every way. This reporter needs skin. Actual <laughs> human flesh. And this reporter got it when he went into the bedroom and found their comb. He got some of the hair follicles from Sweet Isabel and started using them as toothpicks. And anyone who knows hair will tell you there's a little bit of skin right at the bottom of that hair. More in tomorrow's column. That's right. <laughs> Um, another paper wrote, quote, as queenly as a three-sheet poster of Lillian Russell. Hey, uh, Dan, can we talk to you about what the <laughs> hell you're trying to tell people? Because I'm trying to say. What are you trying to say? 
She looks like a hot, hot poster of another lady. And, but what's the three-sheet part? Oh, you oh, you unfold it and you put it up on your... on your. Uh, Is that right? It's three. It's a three-folded one. Okay. Not like a little tiny one. It's like a, it's a whole big one. Get out. <laughs> well, I don't know what you mean. We've hired a new guy. This reporter's <laughs> found himself in a new occupation. Uh, so they have the Castle Ranch House uh, thing. They have a house downtown. Uh, how, the cancel the Castle Ranch place is like fifteen miles away. Okay, um, and then Isabel lived at the Brown Palace Hotel sure. in Denver in a set of rooms with maids, housekeepers, and chauffeurs. So, okay, that's where she resides. Yeah, he where does he he where's he living? He he's there, he's but he road he's also yeah he's also at the other places. And then he was a businessman, so he is all traveling a bit too. Mm-hmm. But but I think he's in in. I think he's at the ranch and at the in the hotel because he's okay. Definitely, it's called the Springer Suites. Okay, so she slots right into the city's whole like party circuit and sure. the, the elite sure. kind of deal. Uh, their social life was centered at the Brown Palace. Uh, they threw parties there. His business and politics often had him traveling back east. Boy, look at that party going on in there, huh? And it's quite a hotel party. This reporter would love to just get in there, even though I'm not a reporter anymore, technically. This, this reporter's not only been fired, but also there's a restraining order. This reporter's taken to drinking whatever he can get his hands on. This reporter hasn't shaved in two and a half months. This reporter, hey, Bobby, how's it going? This reporter ought to say hi to this guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I... How are you? I'm fine. This reporter's doing okay. This reporter's fallen on hard times, but this reporter's also seen better times, and this reporter believes he'll be bouncing back. Hey, buddy, when's the last time you took a shower and had a meal? Well, this reporter hasn't been offered uh, water in quite a while. Therefore, he, this reporter hasn't bathed, but... This reporter was lucky enough to have a dog urinate on him about uh, four hours ago, and this reporter used that to sort of clean and groom himself a little bit. And uh, this reporter has eaten recently. This reporter actually actually ended up eating that dog that urinated on him. Raw. So you're not with the missus anymore. This reporter was left by his missus after this reporter made a terrible confession about what he did with some condoms that he found. This This reporter should have just... Just looked at him, but this reporter, for some reason, wanted to take it a, a little further, and this reporter did. This reporter, this reporter will do anything for some gin. <laughs> Here you go, buddy. This reporter, thanks so much. Yeah. You, no, no, no. You, 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 don't, gotta, no, you don't gotta do that. No, nothing okay. with the mouth. No, you're good. You're okay. good, buddy. All no, right. you're good. This reporter appreciates. Just use it for drinking the gin. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. This reporter appreciates that. Good to see you. This reporter's available to do anything. Uh, this, this, this. No, I'm fine. This reporter's fine. Thank this you. This reporter. This reporter has been fired from the place where he was once at. All right, see you later. Oh shit! Yeah, no, you're just standing there. You didn't go anywhere. You just stopped. You started I, singing. My feet were moving, but I guess I was walking in place yeah, again. Yeah, you weren't moving anywhere. You I were do just, that a lot. You're just looking at the wall singing. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Uh. So sometimes he would take Isabel with him, like when he went to New York, because she had never been there. Okay. She gets to New York, and she gets a lot of attention there, because even for New York, she is super hot. I like that. That is so funny. that, that That's like what people always say, like, well, I'm an L.A. 6, but I'm a Milwaukee 8. You know, that is true. Even in New York, she was hot. <laughs> uh, the Both the singers are into art, and he commissions... Uh, 
artist Carl Brabant to do her portrait. Okay. Uh, Brabant's pretty mainstream. Yeah, he's one, uh, not one of these fringe portraitists. Other artists, however, are expressing interest in uh, in her, and uh, she meets and becomes friends with a different group of artists, mm-hmm. Bohemians. That's right. They <laughs> they stayed in New York. Uh, she stayed in New York, sorry, after Springer leaves because she's still sitting for the portrait, so she couldn't leave. She couldn't. So he leaves her alone. Sorry this is taking so long. It's just really hard to get it right. One hair at a time. All right. Ugh. I fucked up again. <laughs> uh, why do I have two noses? I just... I lied. What did you lie about? Being good at this. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing at all, do you? No! That looks like a... I sell monkeys! <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like a monkey with two noses. Yeah, it is! <laughs> I didn't even paint it! Jesus. I bought it from a guy. It's really bad. I traded two coats for it. Okay. <sighs> Bye. Bye! <laughs> um, so, she's there in New York. She's alone. While she's alone, she starts spending a lot of time with the Bohemians. Yes. Uh, then she really enjoys herself, cuts loose. She goes back to Denver, uh, but they come back to New York the next year. Hmm. And again, she's without her husband for a while, and she turns it loose. What does turn it loose mean without her husband? Well, she's, 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 she's definitely smoking getting a... nice. and shooting heroin. Wow. Hello. <laughs> Whoopsies. You know what? Yeah, I'll have a camel life. Okay, go ahead. Junk me down. Uh, she's posing nude for paintings. Like, she's going Sorry, full. this is so complicated. Uh, that was bad again. Yeah, you were really bad. This is just more monkeys. It's Yeah, it's a lot of monkeys. Though. Good to see you nude. Good, yeah, thank you. I've been laying here for four days, getting you uh, painted monkeys. Yeah, I didn't even paint this. <laughs> what the fuck? I traded this guy more coats. <laughs> uh, after a while, her husband's like, Hey, you coming back to Denver? Um, so she she heads back. Springer doesn't know anything about what's happened in New York. There uh, in in uh, Denver, Tony Von Fool is back in the picture. Hey, what's going on? Either he came to Denver. I think he came to Denver, okay. or she went to St. Louis, or both w- was happening. But okay. either way, they're hanging out again. Man, she's really enjoying herself. Uh. He he is now ballooning. He's a big ballooner in the states. <laughs> Jesus, that's so funny. That like to me, I'm like he's getting fatter, more successful. No, literal balloons. He's in balloons. He's doing balloon stuff. This is when everyone is like seeing how far they could go in a balloon, how high they could go in a balloon. So it's like a big. Balloons thing. are big. Yeah, balloons are big. Um, he he's written about uh, in papers about all of his dangerous moments. He's flying hundreds of miles. He uh, he crashes a balloon in the Mississippi River. He holds a speed record uh, from one state to another. So he's a big balloon guy. Who's clocking a balloon? Uh, the balloon watchers. Wow, he's really flying up there. Look at him go. We could barely walk faster than that. Balloon chasers. Yeah, right, yeah. And I'm guessing a balloon moves fast? Yeah, you, they can go pretty fast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so his, adventure, his adventurous lifestyle has led him to be quite the ladies' man. Right, it's attractive. Did you hear? This idiot crashed into the Mississippi with helium. Wow. Yeah. In 1910, the St. Louis post And I just want to point out, I don't believe that these are helium balloons. No. Okay. 
1910, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch called him one of the top bachelors in the city. He's got it all. Good looks, grace, and a life of daredeviling in a balloon. You're lucky if he comes down. Hey, this reporter... (laughs) (laughs) He gave a speech titled, quote, the girl I would like to marry. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, man. Hey, can you come down and give a bachelor speech this weekend? (laughs) Here's who I'm looking to hire. Uh, okay, ready? My ideal... This is the speech. My ideal is athletically inclined, but not masculine. Oh, man. Her pastimes are golf and tennis, and she is a good whip, able to master the English type of spirited riding horse and handle her electric in a downtown crowded thoroughfare. Handle her electric? I don't know what that meant. Handle her electric. But that was in the paper. It was straight out of the fucking paper. Handle her, Handle her electric. All right. Um, a girl who has an opinion on all topics of the day. And doesn't say them. But not too e- eager to express it unless it's optimistic. <laughs> uh, uh, let me tell you what he actually meant. I'm looking for a girl who will only say the things she likes. <laughs> I don't want to deal with any of that I don't like it stuff. Who wants a bummer? Yeah. Not this fella. I'm looking for a woman who's formed a bunch of opinions about the things that matter to her, but keeps them to himself unless I want to hear them. She plays golf, she plays tennis, and she knows when to shut the fuck up. She plays a lot of manly sports, but she ain't no man. <laughs> uh, so now he and Isabel are writing some pretty sexy letters back and forth. Mm-hmm. In March 1911, Springer introduced Isabel to a friend and business partner. Okay. 35-year-old Harold Francis Henwood, Frank as he is called. Sure. He was born in Naples, Italy to rich parents. Mm-hmm. That's right. He was a great dresser and Very attractive. Smooth. Very attractive. Although, you know what? It could have been the other Naples. There's a Naples in There's Florida, another one in right? Florida as well, yes. Maybe it was Naples, Florida. Well, it is going to have a big influence on who I am. I think it... You think I'm a more of Florida type? I think it's Italian, yeah. You think it's Italian? Sure, let's do that. Okay, yeah, it is better. (laughs) That's right. Even if it is a Florida, it's actually not a Florida. No. No, it's a me. uh, He's a great dresser. He's very attractive. He's definitely not Naples of Florida. (laughs) Crack quote. He was a man of the world, a wanderer and a promoter of business schemes. That's right. Schemes. Not an actual business, but uh, like a... Like a fake business. Like, right. Like, like a, uh, a yeah. way to counter you. Hey, you like, uh, you want to buy a spicy meatball? No, no, no. There's no need for that. Hey. No, no, no. No, no, no. Hey, we got a spicy. No, no, no. We got a spicy meatball that no one, no one ever touched. That no one ever, ever had in the mouth. I'm not gonna be honest. I never understood that because I don't, I don't believe that people want a spicy meatball. People want a tasty meatball with a good. Uh, I go up to the Alaska. Stop talking. I show them. Uh, no, no, no. I show them the spicy meatball. No, what are you? Hold the state go crazy. What? Oh God. Spicy. No. Hold. Stop it. Hold the state. Uh, you know what? It is Naples, Florida. Well, that would make sense with the business schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever town he left, he left behind failed <laughs> businesses. Those, those straight shooting Italians. <laughs> <laughs> now, Frank also has a temper, which got worse when he had liquor in him. Look, Dave, guys with tempers, when they get drunk, their tempers get worse. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been like one of those real angry dudes who, when he gets drunk, is like, I'm sorry. 
I'm, uh, I'm, I want to say hello and give you a hug. I just uh, love you so much. That's where it comes from. I'm so shit-faced, I get all huggy. I love it. He arrives in Denver in 1910 and quickly becomes part of the social society scene. Okay. Uh, he was in Denver as a gas company rep, so he's looking to you know get rich people to put gas in their houses, stuff like that. Sure. John W. Springer, of course, is the perfect guy. Right. And Frank helps uh, install a lighting system at the ranch. So Frank is also staying at the ba- Brown Palace Hotel. Okay. Uh, he's not the greatest guest. Okay. <laughs> he beat up a bellboy for, quote, inefficiency. Hey, come on. Where are the bells? <laughs> he didn't end up bringing me no bells. No, no, sir. He's not. He's he this guy. He's supposed to bring me a bunch of bells. No, All no. he did was put in my bags in my room. No, you ring a bell for him, and then he gets Yeah, the... I ring a bell, and then he's not bring it. Where bell the am bag... I going to ring unless he bring it to me? The bag is exactly what he's supposed to bring. That's like his job. No, no, no. Bag. That is for the bag boy. No, no. He's... The bell is for the bell, the boy who brings me the bells. No. He's not bringing me no bells. No, there's no. There, can I show you something? Yeah. Try it in here. That's a spicy meatball. No, no, I'm not interested in that. I'm trying to, re- no. I'm trying to relate he to your people. Get away from me with that. Trying to relate to your people. No. Stupid. I beat him up because he don't have a bells. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well, that's dumb. He's a nice kid. He's just bringing bags up. It's his job. Got nothing to do with He's a bells. job is another t- t- touch of my bags. You're the problem here. He is no. supposed to bring the bags. Then why you are not a calling him a bag of boy? This is a spicy meatball. Man, you guys get really fired up. Yeah. Uh, uh, another night, the cops were called because he was banging on the door of an actress at 3 a.m. who was in a traveling play. I was like, no, but in my defense, I was trying to bang her. I was trying to get in there. I huh? wanted to. I was trying to be super explicit, huh? <laughs> the what? I'm doing it to the door. I want to do it to you. Bring her the bang, boy. Uh, for that, he was fined $7 and briefly kicked out of the hotel. Wow. Suspended from hotel staff. <laughs> hotel suspended. <laughs> Look, you can't sleep here tonight. Oh, come on. Nah, it's just one night off. Oh, what's a... You can come back tomorrow. Look, you're a sexual predator, but tonight you're just not going to stay here. Tomorrow you can come back. <laughs> but when Frank met Isabel in Springer's office, but then Frank met Isabel in Springer's office, but probably more likely they knew each other from right, the hotel. Right. But the way the story is presented is that, no, they met each other in, introduced by Springer. It was probably one of those ones where it was like, um, yeah, I haven't met him. And he was yeah. like, oh, no, I heard a lot about you. I, I remember when I put my finger in you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But now oh, I, I thought you were talking to me, Frank. You're talking to my wife. Uh, no, you. Uh, no, I was talking to do the bell boy. When he did not give me the bell, I want to... What? Yeah. I had to ring a something. <laughs> Frank will be right back. Uh, but either way, Frank and Isabel hit it off. Boy, she's really hitting it off. Does Springer know anything? No idea. Doesn't know she's doing heroin. Cannot be more Doesn't know she's just banging around town. Posing for naked for paintings. Doesn't know anything. Right. Uh, She's calling him Frank, and Frank is calling her sassy. Yes, right, the sassy. Which is pretty unheard of for a non-family member to use a very familiar nickname at this time. Sure. Frank Springer and Isabel hung out together a lot. Okay. 
Uh, they would all go to the to the ranch together sure. on weekends. But sometimes Isabel and Frank would just go to the ranch together. Sure. Hey, honey, I'm going to go with Frank, the attractive Italian with a temper, uh, to uh, the ranch for the weekend. Well, have a great time. I'm going to be here. Okay. Um, but I love you very much. I love you, too. And um, I really love the friendship you guys are developing. It's really deep. Good. I think that's good. It's, that's great. It's so deep. I'll stay here while you go hang out with, with him. I said it's deep, right? Yeah, yeah. You've been very clear. You have a deep friendship with him. Mm. That's great. Mm-hmm. And over I, and over. Yep. Whatever you need, babe. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Like and a piston. I, huh? Our friendship is like a piston that over and over. Right. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wish I could join you, but uh, I'm going to be here working. But I know you'll have fun. And there's a little part of me that's going, I wish you'd stay here, We're but I also don't want to. Loads and loads of fun. That's good to hear, babe. Yeah. Well, look, you go have your deep piston load time. <laughs> all over my face. Right. Well, I can tell it's all over your face. You can yeah. the smile like that. Oh, you yeah. can tell you're excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that. And I think you're going to have a good, good time. Uh, wait, there's something I wanted to say. Yeah? Take this money. Oh, thank you. Do something nice, you two. Thank you. Because I'm sure you'll be missing me. Yeah. Now, come here. Give me a kiss. Mwah, 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 mwah. Mwah, mwah. Oh. All right. I guess I won't put my lips to your face, but... Mm. <laughs> thank you. All right, baby. Were you riding horses this weekend? You're walking a little funny. Uh, no. Okay. All right, hon. I love you. Sort of, I guess. I love you. Okay. Um, so, it, like I said, the ranch is about 50 miles outside of Denver. He, now, Frank gets a little too into her. <laughs> it seemed like there right? was some red flag. It's just, a, it's just supposed to be a, a little affair. affair. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, I'm a pregnant. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and then he reveals his emotions, which are too much for an affair. Crack quote, he was living too much on his knees. Sure. So he was like begging a lot or or he was. Yeah. Wants her t- to run away Please. with him. I yeah. love you. So she starts to cool on him a sure. bit. At the same time, she's writing hot and heavy letters to Von Fool. Right. Quote, I can hardly bear to be away f- from you. I miss you so much. Just a little note tonight to let you know your little sweetheart is thinking of you. So yeah, that's she's she's with other, uh, Frank and Springer. Yeah, yeah. In April, Isabel had an undisclosed surgery, and then she goes to Hot Springs, Arkansas, to recover. Okay. Do we know? We don't know. Interesting. And there in Arkansas, Uh-oh. she is seen with Von Fool at a bunch of parties. Okay. When she gets back to Denver. She keeps writing him, and she promises to devote herself to Von Fuhl, quote, with all the love a woman is able to give. Okay. So Isabel is begging Von Fuhl to come and visit her, even though she has a husband and a dude on the side. Can she get another divorce, or are you capped? I think I don't think you're capped. You can get as many as you okay. want. It just probably, probably doesn't look great. It doesn't look great, right. yeah. Um, she's still pretty heavy with Frank, and starting on May 17th, Frank and Isabel spend five days alone at the ranch together. Nice. 
Boy, you two really like each other. <laughs> At some point, Frank figured out she is also sleeping with Van Fool. You're cheating on the guy you're cheating on with someone else? You double cheater! Oh, my God. He calls her on it. And Isabel says she has to because he has letters she'd written to him about her time in New York. I understand. And so he knows about all the New York stuff. He kind of blackmail you, so you must have keep sleeping with him, he but you really about, like to be with me. He knows about the paintings. Right. He knows about all the heroin I was doing. So he you got to sleep with him. Math. You got to sleep with him so that nobody knows you sleep with him. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is a, quite a conundrum. Yeah. Frank will be a writer back. Tonight, it's, on an all-new Frank. On May 12th, she tells Frank that Van Fool is blackmailing her. That a son of a bitch. With letters. Uh, and he's demanding jewelry and money. <sighs> the nerve. How dare you. He been demand a fool of money and a jewelry. You're not on my watch. Hey, give him a this a watch. <laughs> she, she begs Frank to help her and to not tell her husband Springer. Wow. I tell you what, we may as well call you Vlasic because this is another pickle you got yourself into. I tell you what, we may as well call you a gherkin because it's a big old pickle you got yourself into. It's a small, that's a small pickle. Well, either way, there's a bunch of them in this jar. Eight days later, she writes a letter to Von Fool begging him to come to Denver. Okay. So who knows what she's doing at this point? She's, she's well, just... Well, I think, I think she's just telling... I think, I think she got caught by Frank. Frank, and then she started Made it up. making the stuff yes. about Von Fool to get him to not think she was just fucking another guy. Yeah. But meanwhile, she seems to like Von Fool more than any of them. That's what my in reality. That's my gut. Yeah, that's what I. Because he's the daring, dashing debonair. Well, and she keeps inviting him. So yeah, yeah. Look, she's just a lady. Who, she likes fucking dudes, and she wants to have a good time. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. Who gives yeah. a shit? I mean, the marriage, the marriage part isn't great. The, what she wants is to be a hot wife. Right. Well, she's doing it. Yeah. Uh, so on May 23rd, Von Fool arrives. Okay. And while he's on the train, Frank and Isabel are in the Springer's hotel suite. And she asks Frank to get the letters back. And she once again says, you know, Von Fool is, uh, is going to show them to Springer unless... She continues the relationship. So here's what now I think maybe she does just want. Maybe now she does just want the letters back. No, I think I think she wants the letters just in case. Right. But I also think she's making up a reason. A villainous to go. Like I guess I have to go fuck. uh, Yeah, but if she's saying to Frank, go get the letters. Because I would think that if that's what she was doing, she'd be like, "I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna talk to him. I'm gonna try to get the letters back." But she's telling Frank to go get the letters. Right. Yeah, she's telling Frank to go get the letters. Yeah, no, it's a little it's I think she I think she's a shitty liar. Okay. And I think she's trying to come up with a, a reason to I think she invited him there to get Frank to go get the letters, but I also don't know what's going on. But coming. I also think she wants to Yeah, I bet she'd bang, bang him. Van sure. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to bang Van Fool? No, he's great. He's sexy. He's a, a jockey. He's a balloon man. Yeah, like, he's a balloon uh, jockey. When I when I see a balloon man, I get so hard. Mm. Wet. Mm. Dry. What? So she asked him to get the letters back, and um, 
And then Henwood's like, look, I'll handle Von Fool. Okay. I'm going to ask him as a gentleman. Henwood? Sorry, Frank. Frank. Frank okay, right. So Frank says, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll step up. Okay. And I'll. I'll I'm going to, I'm going to. He's going to go and he's going to say, as a gentleman, you need to turn the letters over. Okay. As a gentleman. But Isabel. <laughs> so Frank makes, he tells Isabel he wants her to write a letter to Von Fool. Breaking he'll it off deliver it. Permanently. Oh, okay. And he'll deliver it. Okay. And she's like, no. Interesting. I'm not going to do that. So Frank insists and makes her write a letter, which he dictates, and then he types up a copy to bring to... What for, uh, is the point of making her write it if you're going to type it? I don't know. Just type it. Maybe it wasn't written well. Yeah. Nobody can read this. All right, fine. You type it, though. <laughs> it's got to look like you're hand typing. So Van Fool checks into the hotel that afternoon... And the clerk gives him the note from Isabel. Okay. It read in part, quote, This is just to let you know that someone knows a great deal. Therefore, under no circumstances, telephone me or try to communicate with me in any way. Everything is finally and absolutely off. And if you wish to save yourself serious trouble with his friends, you will forget that you ever knew me. <laughs> wow. Now, Von Fool is fucking livid because he's a ladies' man and he also came all the way from I was just gonna say, St. Louis. Yes. He, I mean, I, if you just came all the way to... I mean, you know what I mean? You know what it's like when you're about to, like, you know, you're going to get laid for the first time in I a don't. minute. Well, you know, I mean, it's like you've been on the train. You're like, oh, man, probably in, like, three hours I'm going to be banging. I've never had so he's, intercourse. What are you taught? You have a son. Uh, we did that through... Uh, <laughs> in vitro. What? I've only made love to a cup. Wow. I just assume that you'd been. I'm a Jedi, so we can't. Four forty-five p.m. Some real pathetic stuff happening. Frank sent a bellboy, probably not the one he beat up. <laughs> hey you! I know you're not out of bells, but I got a different message for you. <laughs> he sends a bellboy to get Von Fool out of the bar room and into the lobby. And don't give him no bells. He's gonna be so pissed. There they met for the first time. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help. With Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it. But either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd. And the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, 
Dublin, September 17th. And September 19th, Manchester. Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd. And Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Well, well, well. I don't think you got any bells, did you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the bell boys are going to get a bigger tip from me. Okay. Do you want an autograph? For the no, but I don't want an autograph. I'm not a your friend. I'm your enemy. You want to take a picture? What? No, I don't want to take a picture. Do we have cameras that'll do it like that? What are you talking about, like a selfie? Are you a ballooner also? No, I'm not a ballooner. My enemies are other balloonmen. Well, my enemy is a, with a balloonman, you. Okay. Yeah. Where, you, where are you from, Czechoslovakia? No, no, no. I'm from Naples or Florida, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe yeah. they got accents in Naples, Florida. Yeah, of course. We got whatever you want. What do you want? Uh, beach balls. What do you want? Accents. What do you want? Little umbrellas for your drinks. What, what do you are you want? talking about? What do you want? A swordfish. What are you after, huh? I don't want. You want a bubble that. wrap? I got it all, no, man. What are you talking about? Look, I'm just tired. Look, we're getting off on a weird foot. <laughs> a weird foot. Uh, so Frank says he wants to have a conversation, okay. and Von Fool is like, okay, I'll discuss, we'll have a talk in my room at 5.30, right? Private discussion at 5.30 in my room. Your room at 5.30. Now, that's about 45 minutes away. And then they both stay in the lobby, keeping an eye on each other. I don't like these again. Waiting until 5.30. And then at around 5.20, Von Fuhl goes to the desk clerk and talks to him. And Frank can hear what's being said, but then he leaves. But before he leaves, he tells... He tells Frank he'll be up in the room at 5.30, 10 minutes away. Okay. But then Frank goes to the, belt, the desk clerk, what happened? He finds what did he out, say to you? He finds out that, that he asked where Isabel was, and Isabel is at Daniel and Fisher, which is a store, a fancy clothes store. Okay. But, he, but Von, he go, Von Fuhl goes up. No, he didn't go. Oh, he, okay. He, he, he goes, left. Okay. So... Frank is like, this makes no sense. So Isabel is shopping with her mother at that store. Okay. And so Frank jumps in a taxi, and Von Fuhl's on foot. So Frank beats Von Fuhl to the store, and then he gets to Isabel, and he accuses her of planning to meet Von Fuhl there behind his back. She's like, no, I wasn't meeting him here. And then Frank accuses her of lying. It's a little weird to think that because he went and talked to the clerk. Yeah. Yeah. And then Von Fool all of a sudden shows up. Aha! Yeah, uh, and says, I want to talk to her alone. And Hen was like, no way. I'm there to protect the marriage. What? I'm actually the bodyguard of their marriage. Here's how I'm protecting And I'm the also banging her. I, <laughs> I make her come, which she can't do. I right, look. Have a summer respect for a married woman, would you? We just spent a five days at a bang ranch. <laughs> Von Fool quote, I have a goddamn notion to spill you all over the place. I barely even know what you mean. <laughs> I'm going to punch you and spill you out. Well, I don't think I'm a made of what spills. You're going to gushy gush all over the ground. You talking about a blood? 
Yeah, all the stuff inside. Well, I'm spill it. I got a bunch of stuff inside, and some of it I want to spill. Oh, <laughs> that had just happened. Some of it is a hard. So now they're lo- they're arguing very loudly in the store, and Von Fool is just swearing up a storm. Okay. Um. Frank says they should go discuss it in private at the hotel room and stop making a scene. Okay. So they walk out of the store together, and the whole time they're walking out, Van Fool is just screaming at him, quote, you goddamn son of a bitch of an eavesdropper. What in the hell are you buttoning for, you son of a bitch? As they walk out. Okay. And then they share a taxi back to the Brown Palace Hotel. Oh, boy, this is awkward, huh? Because neither guy wants to leave the other guy alone. I'm going to... Well, why don't we get into the same cab? <laughs> so how what uh, how was the tra- train around a bumpy or was it just pretty straightforward? Von Fool yells at him the entire time okay. in the cab. <laughs> I'm totally for Von Fool for this whole thing. I'm, I'm, I'm on his side now. I don't know where I am. Uh, so Frank didn't want to get into a physical fight because Von Fool is much bigger. Okay, right. Um, Wait, Von Fool, is, wasn't he a jockey? But this is before jockeys were small. Yeah, jockeys right, were okay, small. Right, yeah, right. We, we did a whole thing on that. It just feels like a lifetime ago. So um, so they go up to Von Fool's room, and Von Fool, after they walk in, closes and bolts the door. It's, t- it's starting to take on a little bit of a, like... That's... All right, fine. That's concerning. Oh, uh, it is. Yeah, when a guy bolts the door behind you? I mean, I've to me, I'm like, oh, cool, he wants a little privacy. <laughs> we're going to have a fun hang. Henwood walks over. Now he's a little worried. And he puts his hand on Von Fool's right hip pocket and feels something big in there. You got a boner. Is that a boner? What do you got in there? I always carry my boner. You Anytime I go to a hotel. Why you got a weird boner? I always have a boner. Mm. We're the same guy? I think so. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> he asks Von Fool if he has a gun, and Von Fool says, yes, I have a gun. Well, I do not. And then... Frank says he did not carry a gun and never had. Quote, I think a man who does is a coward. Look, when you're in this situation, you feel the gun. I'm not saying you got to lie and say you have a gun, but don't be like, I don't have a gun. And don't be like, and people who do have guns, they're pussies. All you guys are chicken shits. Yeah. Hey, little coward with the gun. What are you going to do, little gun guy, little baby gunman? Going to shoot you. (laughs) What, are you scared? No. You just told me you don't have a gun. <laughs> and Frank says, look, I just want to talk like men. And they discuss the situation. And Frank says he's friends with Springer. And Von Fool needs to stop trying to break up this marriage. This is an amazing. Right. I, now, I guess Von Fool doesn't have any idea that he's banging her. I, th- I think he has an inkling. I think he, I think if he, he thinks- does that, he's like. What are you out of your mind? I think he thinks he. I think he's like, why else would this be happening? Why would this guy be doing this? I, because I, think, I value the institution of marriage. I, you cannot bang a married woman. Wait, aren't you? Yes, <laughs> but, um, but then in this discussion, he makes the mistake of calling Von Fool Tony. And only his close friends got to call him Tony. So he's like Marty McFly with chicken. He's like, nobody calls me Tony. Now you've crossed Unless the you're a really good friend. Oh, you accuse me of a lot of things. Fucking ladies, blah, blah, blah. But now, Tony? It's actually just your name, basically. So Von Fool slaps Frank. Now, that didn't feel good. 
Frank says he can't afford any more problems at the hotel, and he just wants to talk. Look, I've already been suspended twice. It's not a good. I'm on a double probation. <laughs> it's not good. I'm on what they call a thin ice. But I swear to God, if that kid don't give me a bell, sooner or later, he's going to lose his nuts. Von Fool picked up a wooden shoe tree and hit Henwood on the head with it. A shoe tree? What is that even? That's just and what is shoe, shoe storage? Tree? It, yeah, it's basically the thing you hang your shoes on. Yeah, okay, on. Yeah. which is an amazing thing, too. Um, they grab each other and they fall to the ground, and then Frank pops up and said, quote, I still do not want a scene! <laughs> Who oh my God. But you're alone in a room. You're not yeah. causing a scene. Yeah. I don't want people to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody is. He goes to the door and unlocks it and then turns around and Von Fool is pointing a gun at him. Why turn around? I don't know. All right, look. We should. Oh, come on. I was going to open the door and I say, I should have just left. You, I should have just left. Frank then walks until the gun is pressing into him hmm. and he calls Von Fool a coward. Jesus. Stick with Tony. And Von Fool says if, if he shoots them there, he's going to get caught and tells him to get out of the room. Okay. So Frank goes to his room, and then Von Fool storms up to Isabel's room. Okay. And he accuses her of lying, and he slaps her. See, now I'm, I think that she was, I, who knows? Okay. He notices a picture of him has been destroyed, so he grabs two pictures of Frank she had and rips them up. What does now, Springer think? I, I Springer know. Springer walks into a room. He's like, boy, you sure love other guys. <laughs> hey, honey, we haven't fucked in two and a half years. You sure got a museum of other fellas that I know. What's this, heroin? Wow. <laughs> this is great. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, so... He rips up the pictures of Henwood, and then he takes a piece of one of the torn-up photos and puts it in an envelope with a note that said, quote, Frankie, dear, you destroyed my picture, and here is part of yours. So he's Frankie, so he's, he's pretend he's making it seem like she's mad? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, Von Fool told her if he ever saw her with Frank, he would, quote, fix him, and then he left. So that night, right, this is just during the day. Right. So that night, they are all eating in the hotel dining room at the same time at different tables. Isabel is with Springer. Oh, my God. Honey, what, you, your head's on a swivel today. <laughs> What's going on with you? <laughs> Try the trout. Von Fool is with three friends. Mm-hmm. And Frank hey, is... Hey, Tony, Tony, Tony. That's okay. That's all. Yeah. These You're guys okay are doing that. Um, Frank is alone eating. Oh boy, not a like case. But he's at a table near <laughs> near Von Fool and his friends, and every time they say something, Frank laughs or sneers. What? <laughs> this dude needs to get out of there. <laughs> that is crazy. That's uh, so true. I know. <laughs> Uh, I don't like the last thing you said. <laughs> when uh, Von Fool's table gets up to leave, Von Fool stops at the Springer's table and speaks to them. Springer had never met Von Fool, and he stood, shook uh, his honey, hand. Isn't that, that the guy you have a bunch of pictures of in your room? 
Hello there. What a coincidence. And he shakes his hand and says, quote, an honor to meet you, to Von Fool. Ah, pleasure. Boy, it is a real honor. You are a hell of a looking guy. You know oh, what I mean? Thank you, thank you. you are beautiful. By the way, your wife's uh, sexual organs are tremendous. Oh, let me tell you something, sir. They're fantastic. <laughs> Although, I'd have to take your word for it. <laughs> she hasn't <laughs> let me see them in a couple yeah. years. For some yeah. reason, she is just really riding a lot of horses. Yes. She's been very yeah. jostled yeah. down there. But it's good to put a, a face to a picture. Yeah. Yeah, she has a bunch of uh, pictures of you in the room. And oh, yeah. Here you are. And look at her looking at you. She's like she's seen a ghost. I give her a picture each time I fuck her. <laughs> Get this man some uh, corn and oysters. So now seeing this, Frank loses it, and he goes to the police chief. And uh, he tells the police chief, Von Fool is trying to blackmail a friend of his with letters, and he wants Von Fool run out of town. The police are like, what? Yeah, that's it. The cop is like, I don't, that's not a thing. I'm yeah. Like, that's not. Oh, you got to arrest him. Come on. He's he, making my life a hell. He doesn't want him arrested because then I want him. Ar- I look, you can't arrest him. I want him to be, uh, he got to go. He's got to be banished. Why? Because he's a blackmailing a woman who's a cheating on her husband with him. But I'm a cheating on her. Okay. With but- his. Hus- no, hus- she had cheated on him with me, too. And Okay, so what's her name? I need her name. We Isabella. Gotta... No, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, okay. What am I supposed to say? <laughs> well, he doesn't want to yeah, tell yeah. the I, name. No, no, I can't say. <laughs> but she's a lady and a woman. <laughs> so before Frank leaves the police station, he says, quote, if he sends those letters to Springer, I'll beat John to it. I'll kill the bastard myself. Okay. And then Frank goes to the theater because he's going that night with a group. And right. the Springers I got to go to a play. <laughs> and the Springers are part of that group. Um, so they're at the Orpheum and they see a movie. Uh, there's also a dancer, a trapeze artist, and the Fry Twins, who are wrestling brothers. <laughs> the Fry Twins? That's right. We wrestle one another. Brother, let's go, brother. <laughs> They wrestle each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to go watch a movie, a dancer, a trapeze artist, and then these brothers are going to (laughs) fight. And the whole time Frank's like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Von Fool was also at the theater, and the two men would glare at each other a little bit. (laughs) My God. The next day, Isabel tries to calm things down. Uh, Finally. Uh she takes Von Fool and her mom on a drive out to the ranch. Okay. This will do it. Yeah. <laughs> and This is where I bang Frank. She's trying to talk him out of, you know, doing whatever. And she talks to, then she talks to Frank in his room and says, tells him that Von Fool slapped her. So she's. Which he did. Which he did. But she's just got no real She's what's her goal? She's a I think she's just a fire starter. I think she's just, right. She likes she's drama. Star, yeah, she likes drama. She's just starting yeah. chaos, whatever. Um, so she doesn't mention that she went on a drive with Frank. Right. With Von Fool. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Von Fool. And then she asks Frank. She tells him, drop the whole thing. Let it go. OK. Maybe because he's like, that's the way part like. 
And, and, and some of these conversations, it was hard to keep track of them because she was meeting them all day long. Like it was like a bunch of different meetings, like trying mm-hmm. to. So she's clearly saying stuff she shouldn't say. Someone gets more upset. She tries to back it off. Like it's a whole. But she's now saying to Frank, like, you're going to get killed, basically. Yeah. So she's. Yeah. So she uh, he tells her she's making a mistake and uh, he promise that she will never go near Von Fool again. Okay. And she says, uh, I won't. Won't won't make that promise. Yeah. Or won't go near him. Sorry, won't go near him. He's lying. Uh, so he leaves. Then but, Von Fool falls out of a closet. But she's sure he's he, he he's not gonna leave it. So she sends Frank a letter in his office warning him to stay away from the hotel and uh, if he doesn't, Von Fool would would kill him. If if he sees them together, he's going to kill mm-hmm. him. So she now is just spelling it out. Uh-huh. Frank's going to kill you. Von Fool is going to kill you. Yes, sorry. It's okay. Von Fool is going to. So Henwood goes. Frank Henwood goes yeah. and buys a revolver. Okay, this is the best of Beatles album. <laughs> so that night, Isabel goes to Frank's room and again says, "Drop it, stay away, let it go." It's, he's not doing that, by the way. Right, he's not at all. He's, he's bought, bought a, gun. a gun. Yeah. So basically, that entire day is the three of them meeting separately and uh, to tell each other to stay away and let it go. Right. But the guys are like still in. Right. That night, they all end up at the theater again. <sighs> These brothers are just the best wrestlers I ever seen. <laughs> I love it, show. You got to come back. For oh my more. god, the wrestling! <laughs> no, this night they go to see Follies 1910. Mm. Um, this is Springer's second time seeing it. He saw it on opening night. What's Follies? Uh, well, during uh, a bathing beauty scene. Oh, oh, okay. So it's like, right. Okay. So it's like um, ribald dancing. Yeah, numbers, I think so. Kind of, right. So during this one scene, 10 women stripped down to knee-length one-piece bathing suits. Look at those kneecaps. I swear to God. Springer the first night. Look at those knees. Can you imagine putting it in between of those knees? The first night Springer is so into it, he almost fell out of the box as he leaned over to get a closer view and his friends had to grab him and pull him from falling over. You're going to die. <laughs> Look at them knees, boys. That's how he lost uh, my cousin. Uh, <laughs> when they show the knees, the boys can't help it. Oh, boy. After the show, the Springers went back to their room, and Frank and Von Fool went to the Marble Bar in the hotel. Okay. Now, Frank is Now, with... so Isabel is in the room with Springer. Yes, she's right. with her husband. Right. As far as we know. Yeah. Now- Did you see those knees, babe? <laughs> Frank uh, is, with, is with three friends. Okay. And he orders a bottle of champagne. Okay. And Von Fool comes in with a buddy, and he orders whiskey and a beer. Uh-oh. And then Van Fool says very loudly to his friend, very loudly, quote, there's that son of a bitch I licked and I ought to lick him again. He ain't not lick me. I don't, what's he talking about a lick? <laughs> and then uh, Frank says, quote, Tony, I mean, I mean, Mr. Von Fool. Oh, God. What is he? <laughs> is he that nervous? He should not be here. I think he is. He should get out of here. I think he is that nurse. Don't say Tony. Don't say, don't Tony. say Tony. Tony. Oh, boy. See, <laughs> ah, no, no. Son of a bitch. Oh, boy. I mean, Mr. Von Fool, won't you reconsider? I mean, Dr. Von Fool. Won't you reconsider what happened yesterday afternoon? And Von Fool said he was going to go up to Springer's room, drag him out by the hair, and show him who's in charge. Wow. 
wow, what is going on? So he's on? really Von Fool's really uh, just a macho dickhead. It's right? kind of Wes Anderson-y. Classic balloon guy. Right, yeah, yeah. He's got that big balloon ego. A nearby 55-year-old contractor said, quote, let's get out of here. There's going to be a fight. And he and others start leaving. We're considered extras. <laughs> Von Fool then backhanded Frank. Wow. I mean, so far he has slapped him and backhanded. Frank, like, Frank, it, it is worse than being punched because Frank, how humiliating. Frank should not be here anymore. No, Frank's not. He he, he doesn't seem to want to fight, but for some reason he's like, just get out of here. Yeah. I guess he's that in love with Isabel, but yeah, right, he is that. In love. But still, he it's wants, like you're gonna die. He wants von Fool gone, but has no ability to do it. And he's like and apologizing keeps, to him. Well, he keeps trying to uh, uh, what's the word? But he keeps trying to like deescalate. Well, no, get like like get to his gentleman. Right uh, manners and right. be like, this is not what we're doing. Please, you don't hit a guy like that. No guns. Um, so he backhands Frank, and then Frank staggers back, falls, and hits his head on the marble floor. Oof! And then he gets up on one knee, and then not smoothly at all, Tony starts pulling his gun out. Oh God! And someone yells, "He's going to shoot!" And Frank, well, would you shut up the fuck up? <laughs> Frank, Frank's on his feet. And he stands and he shoots twice. Wow. And then he pauses and shoots three more times. Has he hit anyone? He, he just hit, bought the gun. Hit, yeah, he just got the gun. He hit Von Fool, uh, who, uh, but he also hits behind him. So he shoots at Von Fool. Von Fool, I think, he gets hit in the wrist, but then he ducks. And there's a guy behind Von Fool, George Copeland, who's just having a post theater gin Ricky. Uh, waiting for the train, and he doesn't move. So Von Fool gets hit in the wrist, stomach, and shoulder, and Copeland gets shot, I think, in the leg. And the contractor who said we should get out of there is also shot in the thigh, shattering his femur. I told you. That's what I said. The contractor... Should get out of here. Yells, quote, God, I've been shot! Oh, no. And then he hops on one leg into the lobby of the hotel. Oh! (laughs) I told you we should get out of here. Frank keeps pulling the trigger, but now it's just clicks because the gun is empty. How many bullets does this thing take? <laughs> the elevator operator walks over and yanks the gun out of his hands. Hey, connect me to the police. What kind of an operator are you? Uh, f- uh, f- five? Five, four, five, four, please? Four, five, please. And get that guy to bring him on a bunch of bells. Uh, Von Fool picks up his straw hat. Oh, my God. And slowly walks into the lounge and falls into a big leather chair. Ugh, I'm pooped. And people surround him and are staring at him. And Von Fool says, quote, I'm all right, boys. That fellow winged me in the wrist, and it hurts. I don't think I'm seriously injured. I wish some of you would wire my father in St. Louis that I'm all right and not to pay attention to the newspaper reports he reads. You're bleeding a lot. You were shot three times. Let's just get on the horn to the old pa. Uh, Well, why don't we make sure you're all right before we start sending telegrams? A lot of holes, but you know what the holes say? Let's get some letters off. I'll have the duck. <laughs> so the men who were there thought the fighting and shooting came out of nowhere. And they ask him and. Uh, That's a Fool, whole thing. We're all banging <laughs> Isabel. <laughs> Fool says, quote, we had a little argument and Henwood insulted me. I knocked him down and he came up shooting. The attack was cowardly in the extreme. I was not armed and Henwood must have known I was not. He is in luck. If I had had a gun. He would have got as good as he sent. You're really bleeding from your wrist. All over the place. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, the contractor was now laying on the floor with his cigar in his mouth. Huh. Will I be able to smoke again? <laughs> a very calm Frank Henwood picked up his straw hat and walked toward the lobby. As he passed the contractor, he said, quote, I'm sorry I shot you. Can I help you? <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Are you okay? What can I do? It's a my bad. Oopsie daisy. The contractor said, quote, you've done enough already. Get out of here and leave me alone. All right. You don't have to be an asshole. <laughs> Gosh. What happened to the man? You try to help a guy who you shot in the lobby. Henwood then just waited for the police in the lobby. Von Fuhl was told there was a doctor there, and Von Fuhl was told he needed to go to the hospital, and he said he wanted to go to his room. I'd rather just sleep it off. Yeah, I think this will be fine. I think this is one of those bullets that feels better tomorrow. Yeah, I just need room service. Three shots. No, I need is a gin ricky. I'd love a shot. Quote, what's the matter with all of you? Let me alone. (laughs) He finally agreed to go to the hospital. Oh, my Lord. But he refused to get in the ambulance and took a cab instead. Taxi! Frank Henwood then started crying in the lobby and saying he didn't mean to do it. Okay. And the cops arrested him. He told them Von Fuhl was looking for trouble. He did it. Later at the jail, he told reporters he shot Von Fuhl because he stuck his finger in his wine. <laughs> what? what? So... Is that true? No, he's just trying to. He keep it. Uh, he fingered him on wine. <laughs> he uh, he put a finger in him on a wine. I mean, I'll tell you, it was a sexy at first, huh? but then it was not. I mean, if you wanted some, ask for a sip. Don't a finger straw. He took it out. He licked his finger. It's just gross. Uh, he's trying to keep Isabel's name yes, out of the. He's still story. trying to keep her name right. out of the story. Uh, Von Fool da, uh, spends um, a bunch of time talking to his friends in the hospital. He does not reveal the fight What's was over on? Isabel. He's terminal. The do- when he gets to the doctor's, he, the doctor's like, "You're gonna die." I'm gonna sleep it off. No, you get, and then you'll be dead. I feel fine. Well, you're not fine. You're bleeding. I'm absolutely out. okay. There's nothing we can do. How soon till I can get to the room? Well, never. We Jim Ricky would be nice. We could bring your body there if you want. That sounds good. Okay. Uh. So he doesn't want to. He also doesn't reveal that it's it, that this was over Isabel. Neither one of them want to. They're all they're sticking up for her honor still. Um, although Frank is very unapologetic, he he think he so after this he thinks the town is going to praise him for killing a homewrecker and just celebrate him. But but he's banging her too, right? So the papers are shocked, however, and women. Uh, bring him gifts while he's in jail. Oh, so he does get a little bit of... It's not a too bad. Uh, F- Springer filed for divorce the next day after the shooting. I really am starting to think you've been banging all these men. <laughs> so Von Fuhl dies 12 hours after the wow. shooting. Wow. He just sat there and bled out. Come on, relax. Can you fix the holes? <laughs> he's dying. We still haven't figured out how to fix the holes. Well, hurry up. Get that contractor to put some putty in me. What we've been doing is widening them mm, so we can open them up a little bit. Interesting. He went, uh, so sorry, Frank went on trial for second degree murder of Copeland first. Okay. Co- oh, wow. Copeland was the guy who was behind, behind him. Yeah. He died. The packed courtroom was there for all the gossip. Right. And Isabel's maid takes the stand and says how Frank once carried Isabel to her room after she fell off a horse, and then they didn't come out of the room for two days. I was fixing her vagina. <laughs> what do you want? I had to repair it. 
with a, my, my my hammer. Tongue, my tongue. I had my, to hammer it closed. My tongue, my, my wet thing. Her vagina side. burst open from the horse, and I had to hammer it shut. The maid was just asked to keep bringing trays of whiskey. The next day, she said she found Isabel's nightgown, quote, torn into strips in front and about the neck. And she said the bed was a mess. Nice. That sounds like a pretty good time. Yeah. But call, calling down orders for trays of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> then you incredible hulked your nightgown. So Henwood got life for killing Copeland. Okay. And then he went on trial for a first degree murder of Von Fuhl. Oh, wow. Now, some witnesses said Von Fuhl had his back turned at the time. Others said he was facing Frank. Uh, Frank said Von Fuhl looked at him with, quote, hate and threat. That was a no. That's, uh, you ever see a man with a hate and threat? He fired daggers. His eyeballs were like a murderer. Bullets. Some witnesses said Von Fuhl reached for his pocket. They also said someone took his gun when he sat down in the chair in the lobby. Sure. Didn't matter. Henwin got death. Okay. Now, Frank was sentenced to the state penitentiary in Canyon City, Colorado, and the governor commuted his death sentence, but he, he's still a total mess. Fridays were hanging days, and every Friday he would hide under his bed. <laughs> oh, my God. But he wasn't going to get hanged. No, but he was just... I just... Uh, I'm not a good in a prison. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, man. This guy got really fucked up. <laughs> Um, he was released in 1922 and moved to New Mexico and changed his name and got a hotel job. Oh, <laughs> I like hotels. Uh, then he pulled the gun on a woman who said no to his marriage proposal and was arrested and put back in jail. <laughs> oh, my God. What a crazy follow-up. <laughs> Will you marry me? No. Gonna kill you. <laughs> uh, he remained in prison until he died on September 28, 1929. Just missed the... Uh yeah, you just missed the crash. Yeah. Uh, just before he died, he said, quote, I have regrets. Regrets? I have a few. I got a lot of them. Springer was divorced from Isabel in December of the same year as the murder. Uh, he remarried a much younger woman in 1915. She was 27. The problem was I married a woman who wasn't ready to settle down. <laughs> so now I got a younger woman and I'm a lot older. <laughs> she was 27. He was 56. And wouldn't you after you? I would yes. just be so gun shy no. to do it again. I, I'd be like, yeah, not only marriage, but I'd be like a younger woman, someone who's not got it out of her system yet. I remember I worked at a when I worked at an office for like a year once, and this guy in the office had clearly gone to I think it was the Philippines, and it was like a mail order bride situation. Uh huh. And then we would just all watch as like a dude would come pick her up for lunch every day. <laughs> Like the guy she likes. <laughs> and yeah, the guy she's clearly, yeah, that's her. Yeah. She's just waiting until whatever, like there's three years or whatever, yeah. and then she can become a citizen. But she's clearly just off with I that guy. How was lunch with Reggie? <laughs> um, so, Isabel. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. So, wait. he, he uh, Springer dies on January 10th, 1945. Um, Isabel moves to Chicago and then New York. She tries to work as a model. She tried to get work in silent films. But... Booze and drugs did a number on her looks. Huh. And she ends up dying very, very poor at 37 years old Ugh. in a charity ward in Chicago. Ah. The Denver papers trashed her the day she died. But the Post called her, quote, a seducer, not unlike many young women who manipulate men. The easiest way they have found is to assume the eternal feminine pose. 
Because you always got to blame the woman. Relax, for the guy, pose. For the guy shooting at the guy. Jesus. It's definitely the woman's fault. The eternal feminine pose. I mean, what else was the man supposed to do? Good Lord. Wow, that is quite a little, what is that, a, a rectangle, I guess? Uh, Lover's square? I guess, I guess that is a rectangle. A lover's rhombus? There's so many... There's so many parts to like just all the shit that's going on. There. A lot of moving you every, pieces. You got every character there. Like yeah. it's a total. No, it's like noises off with fucking. Yes. And then the one guy just doesn't know anything. He's just like, yeah. I'm happily married. Yeah. And, and honey, also- there's something I need to ask you about. <laughs> Do you like whole milk or regular? Whole. Also, if she's fucking Tony and Frank. She she was just having a good time. She was in New York fucking yeah. over, but she's just yeah. she just yes. likes sex and she's yes. having a good time. Yes. Which you're not allowed to do then, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I would mean, also married, I, I would also posit yeah, just don't get married. Yeah, right. Don't get yeah. married. But she wants to live the nice life. Sure. She which did. you can't like if you're a woman, you know, if you're not if you're if you're not at that time, if you're not doing that, you're gotta get a job as like a, a fucking sewing in a factory yeah. for twelve hours a day. Like it's not like there's a lot of I, you know, the misstep clearly is the Bohemian hangs. That's Bohemian, really where her it's where it's life, went off the rails. That's what fucked she it up. really she really that was like the Because the key. she got in no trouble for the shooting. She got no trouble. Uh that was the key because in the book it was like she she went there and then learned those ways and then brought them back. Right. Like the hedonistic lifestyle sort of. I wonder if she was doing heroin throughout this. I don't know. She must have been. Well, because it said she, at the end, it said she, her, her looks were yeah. ruined by drugs and alcohol. So she probably was, I yeah. would assume. Um, the main book was uh, Dick Crack, Murder at the Brown Palace, A True Story of Seduction and Betrayal. Um, also a bunch of papers. St. Louis, Louis Post-Dispatch was the main one. But, uh mm. Yeah, uh, we've never done like a story like that. No, right? it's very like sexy love story. Yeah. Oof. Ooh. My nipples are just rock hard. Was that was that like a was that like a uh, a murder? It was a lover's tryst. But was that like us doing like a a true crime? Episode? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it is like a true crime episode. It's a it's a uh, I mean, maybe it is, but it's to me it's more like a. Uh, yeah, it's more like this wild love triangle story. Love I read it and I was just like, I mean, I read a short story and I was like, that guy, the author, David Craig, wrote also a short story in another book and I was reading it and I was just like, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, it's fascinating. The fascinating thing to me was like how they just kept talking and talking when they were clearly going to fight or kill each other. I mean, it's really like a movie. Yeah. It's like a movie. It just keeps building and building and building. There's just, it's getting crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. Congratulations. I am riled up. You're going to have to finish me off. I am going to finish you off.